0: Hey guys, thank you so much for stopping by Legend Church's weekly podcast. Just a quick reminder, you can check us out at legendchurch.com, find us on Facebook and Instagram, and Sunday mornings in Madisonville. But hey, without further ado, set the cruise control, start Matt Marun, or grab a drink, and let's talk about all things Jesus. Um, i 've been trying lately, and it 's really uh, it 's a difficult task. You should try as i don 't know why we were just talking about it for a second ago. Or a couple minutes ago, and it's on my head now. And like, I should do this more, and I don't. So um, I just wonder. I don't know how many people we have here who do that. Uh, one day we should just do it as a church service. Uh, that's a that's a pastor trick. Like if they ever like, hey guys, we don't pray enough. Let's just pray all day. That's because they didn't have anything to say. Or like, hey guys, you know we're never just quiet. Our society's so loud. We just need to be quiet. Like, or I'll do it with meditation. Guys, I'm you gonna meditate today? Because uh, I have nothing else to say. Um, anyways, blah 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 blah. Um, I want you to picture for a second um, the last time or any time uh, that you felt a sense of awe. Um, maybe there's a one that you go to, or maybe there's new ones. Um, a time that you were just amazed, a time you were in wonder, uh, a time that whatever you're witnessing or a part of makes you feel small or that there's something bigger. Uh, Maybe, uh, maybe it's in nature, maybe it was a mountain or a sunset or an ocean, Uh, maybe it was the birth of a child, uh, witnessing someone else do something so amazing or compassionate, maybe it was a song, a video, Um, death can do that, close near-death experiences, what's the last time, and I want you to really picture it. Um, that you really felt awe. Man, I, I am in a sense of awe. And I'm going to give you just a second to, to think of it. Um, uh, did, so, man, this is not rhetorical. Like, what are some words that come to mind when you think of whatever your experience is? And if you guys have none, I have my own, so. Nature, beauty, Peace, I like that, it's good. Help? Ooh. Unexpected, ooh, I like that one a lot. Um, I think mine's big. I, f- I like the word, it does feel big. Um, so, and then process and how we feel in those moments. I love these words, these good descriptive words. Um. Uh was, was it for, I mean, show of hands, sort of how many people, it was so easy. I, I knew exactly what to think of when I thought of it. And then how many people were like, I have nothing, I got nothing. Um, I can't see your answers anyway, so I'm just going to assume there were hands up. Um, uh, so let's just, just hold on to that. Um, so uh, long story short, I've been reading a book on awe. Uh, which if you hang out with me at all, you're probably tired of me talking about it uh, because I, whenever I read something that I like, I just have to talk about it all the time. I think my children, I was asking them almost every day at the end of the day, like, okay, how did you experience awe today? And they'd be like, we didn't. I didn't. It's not, it's not there. I was just in class all day. It's boring. And I'm like, no, but what, what if you did? And they, they, they would make stuff up. Like, I don't know. All, I saw mean, science was nice. Or something anyways, but uh, I talk about it. It's actually the danger of Jason and I ever reading anything that we really like, because it's probably going to be like the next sermon series. We're like, "Oh, this is awesome. Um, but uh, reading this book on awe about how it makes us feel about the idea and the experience of awe, um, crosses all all continents, all people, all classes, all races, all languages. Uh, People who experience awe, it is shared worldwide with how we experience it and the ways we experience it and the words and the sounds that we use when we do experience it. Awe is this big universal thing that people encounter and see and feel and experience. Um, And it's exactly... uh, Sorry, am I breathing hard? What's my deal? (laughs) <laughs> um, that makes me feel out of shape. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Um, no, so, uh, so Luke, the, the Bible writer, um, this is the first time I've ever thought of it, probably because I just read this book, but I'm reading the story. Luke's sort of the go-to Christmas story. It's the one that Linus uses in <laughs> the Peanuts, um, which I hate Peanuts. I, I, I give an exception for the Christmas version. Everything else Peanuts says is horrible and not funny and dumb, um, Uh, But, uh, no, that's the the Linus version, right? The Luke version of the Christmas story of the birth of Jesus. Um, Luke starts his story off um, with awe, with these visions of awe. Um, I like the way that Luke writes. Um, He wrote two books uh, or letters in the Bible. We have Luke, his own version of the good news, and we have Acts that he wrote And both of them are addressed to uh, the same person, this guy named Theophilus. He writes to uh, Theophilus. Uh, Now, Jason last week did this, um, like, hardcore history lesson on Herod, and I thought it was really good. I was like, ah, that's, that's good. Um, And it went really deep into the person, the historical person of Herod. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I can do that. I'm going to do it with this person, Theophilus, who he wrote these letters to. And so I got these books this week, and I'm like reading on Theophilus, all to find out that "Mm, there's nothing. We need even know nothing. No one knows anything about Theophilus, which I was like, this is the best person for me to do because... We oh, can just make up stuff, right? We can just be like, um, oh, you know in the Gospel of Mark when they arrest Jesus and there's the naked man who runs away? Pff, that was Theophilus. You didn't know. That was him. Theo is Greek for five, and, and Philus is Greek for high, and he was the one who gave high fives for Jesus, right? We could do that and make it up, and people be like, yeah, but that's not true, I don't think. Um, but what we do know is that Theophilus was very wealthy and it was rich. That's it. It was this guy who was, was rich. Um, uh, Jesus or Luke, when he addresses him, it's not just, hey, Theophilus, dear Theophilus. It was most excellent Theophilus. And not like in this Bill and Ted sort of way. We're like, most excellent. It's just most excellent Theophilus, this guy who was very important. You now, there's theories that maybe he funded um, Jesus' ministry. Maybe he was a guy who gave money to do this thing. Um, he probably funded Luke and his missionary journeys to Paul and these other things that were going. But he was, regardless, Theophilus um, is this guy of influence, this guy with money. And Luke's whole thing is addressed to him. Hey, I'm just writing to you because I'm going to tell you about this thing that I experienced, this Jesus thing. Um, so the whole thing is written for Theophilus um, to hear this story. And Luke starts his story off to most excellent Theophilus with awe, Right? Uh, you know, if you're going through the other Gospels and their birth narratives, like Matthew starts off with genealogy. It's really important because, uh, to link him to this house of David because Jewish people are reading it and it's going to be really important to know this. Mark doesn't do the birth story. He's like, yeah, it's not important. Like he just skips it. He just goes straight to the fun stuff. Uh, but Luke gives us this account and he starts with dreams and miracles and wonders and visions and these things with babies, and he tells the story of this baby being born, um, and then he goes straight to this. Um, this is a familiar this is a familiar passage for Christmas time. But as we uh, as we read through it really quick, just think of the actual experience that these shepherds are having. This moment. So Jesus has been born, and right in the letter, okay, and he's in the manger. And then it goes straight to this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, and they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring good news. That will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Messiah. He is the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest of heaven and earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see what's happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby and lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And it's a story of awe. That these guys in their routine, their regular day, man, they're shepherds, and this thing happens, right? The, like, that, so if you're looking at the first century, there's a lot of things that we read in the 20th century, and we're like, man, that's magical and amazing. There's a lot of things that in the first century they didn't find as amazing as we would. There are like they believe probably in magic and higher things and things that we would say is like uh, silly, um, but every day. The sky didn't open up, and angelic hosts come to sing to you. This is an amazing event. This is the event that, so Luke decides, I'm going to tell the story of Jesus, and I'm starting with this event of these shepherds in awe, going, wow, this is, something big is happening here, right? This feeling, um, this feeling follows. Uh, I feel like it makes a, this is my own personal opinion, that there's imprints in the world, and it's a big imprint, because we come to this day, uh thousands of years later and uh we have christmas movies um that talk about it sort of so i love christmas movies uh chris and i watch a whole lot of the cheesy hallmarky ones i love all the classic ones and i also watch all of the new ones i watch all of it all of the litany of christmas is what i can watch and this year i've been watching all these new ones that have come out i don't know if anyone's seen the family switch on netflix super good families like switch places on christmas um, uh, candy cane lane with eddie murphy so good i loved it um, there's this one called the naughty nine which i was on the news this week and he's like uh... we're not allowed to talk about that i'm like no this is a disney one it's nice um, but it's about these naughty kids who are on the naughty list and they break into santa's shop and steal their presents back um, you should watch it it's on disney uh... the santa claus season two I love all this. And this year, there's a phrase that popped out to me I don't know everything I was watching. And I realized, like, oh, we, we hear this phrase a lot. But they talk about Christmas magic. Oh, Christmas magic. Oh, but you can't do that normally, but you can now because there's there's Christmas magic. And every holiday and Hallmark uh, uh, cheesy movie that's always like, hey, you're never going to find love, but you can on Christmas because there's Christmas magic. You know, you're, no one's ever going to like you, the person who's perfect, but for some reason you're crazy, but everyone's going to love you on Christmas, the nutcracker comes real on Christmas, uh, holiday in handcuffs, it doesn't matter if it's Christmas, um, no, the, uh, but there's this idea of Christmas magic, Christmas splendor, Christ- Christmas wonder, and we feel it, whether or not it's in the movies or whatever or not, there's something about Christmas... Every year, when this time comes, that separates what if you're a child? It's the magic. Santa's coming, things are happening. When we're adults, we get to see lights and songs. We went caroling this week. It's the oddest thing in the world. It's the oddest thing that we're not. This is knocking on people's doors, and knocking on someone's door is so weird now. And we do it. We knock on a door, and we stand there awkwardly, and then we just sing, and hopefully that and people for the most part, like, not everyone, they just shut, shut the door, uh, but this thing, and, and it's acceptable, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's Christmas, I guess that's just going to happen, if you did it in like March, it would be weird, um, but we sing songs, and there's something very magical in the air, and we talk, and, and there's, a, there's a sense of peace, there's a sense of joy around Christmas, unless you're Phoebe Cates and Gremlins, and it's, uh, uh, but everyone else, except for her, um, but there's something um, in this season, right? That there's still this idea. I like this. I like the word Christmas magic. I like it. Uh, Luke starts his story off with Christmas magic. There's something happening, Oh, Theophilus, excellent Theophilus. You need to know that there's some Christmas magic here. There's something big happening. Um, my good friend Mary Beth. She would every t- every around this time of year, every year, she would um, always tell me. I don't know why we get make such a big deal about Easter church, cause at church. Because our church, we do a big Easter thing where we have champagne toasts and we do Easter morning, and we do sunrise service, we do food. like this big thing, and we love it. And she's like, we always forget about Christmas. That's what she would say. She was like, because, you know, you can't have Easter without Christmas. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't care, whatever, sure. Uh, I was like, it's just a thing. Um, but uh, the more and more I think about it, every year I can always hear her in my brain saying like, why don 't we make a bigger deal about Christmas? Um, I love the idea that there's there 's something awe inspiring and there 's something big here, and it doesn 't stop here right for luke, luke wasn 't like hey i 'm going to start it real big, and then this is going to go downhill from there. The whole story of this guy who defied an empire who brought a thousand two thousand year religion to a break uh, who uh, healed and transformed lives and loved and gave out grace and compassion and then was eventually killed for it and the story ends with resurrection and new life like this is the Jesus story and this whole week the only thing I was like the only thing I want to come across is that we can be in awe of Jesus all the time I think awe is important Not just because I read a book about it, but it's important. It does something to our brains. It does something to our lives. And it's sad if we live lives where we're not experiencing awe. Um, And the shepherds that day, they witnessed it. They witnessed this inspiring event in the middle of a very normal day. It interrupted their moment. It interrupted whatever was going on. And it told them uh, something really simple. It told them that God remembered them. Oh, God remembers us. Because they knew, like, unto this day, a Savior is born. They knew what that meant. God remembers us. And then they went and they saw it. And then they went out and told everyone else that God remembers them. And in that moment of inspiration, in that moment of awe, in that moment of knowing, um, it gave them hope. That those shepherds aren't going to, they're not going to come to their deathbed Going, man, I wish I lived a better life. I wish I lived a life with more. They're going to say, I lived a life because I got to see this event. They went, and they're, they're probably like, hey, man, uh, remember that time that the heavens opened up and angels sang to us? They're like, yeah, of course we remember that time. We talk about it all the time, dude. This is crazy. Like, this is a life-changing event. And they're not going to live their lives without hope. It gives hope, right? That's what awe does for us. That's what these, I don't know what event you were sort of picturing in your mind, um, I have several. Um, I'm trying to do it every day, and it doesn't work. But I make up things. I'll be at the gym, and be like, "That guy's awe-inspiring because he's strong," <laughs> and it'll, it'll work for a quick dopamine release for a second. But it doesn't really work. I'll, I'll try. I try to do it every day. But the big one I always go back to is high school. Uh, there was one time I went surfing out into the to the in Virginia Beach. It was in the, in the in the water, and it was just a weird day where there was no one. No one. Usually Virginia Beach is pretty crowded. Uh, no one. Um, And I look up in the sky, and there's a rainbow. And it's not just like a rainbow, but it's a rainbow that touched this end of the ocean that I could see, went over my head and touched this end of the ocean that I could see. And I remember sitting there in like 11th grade thinking, what is this? This is amazing. Uh, That event, and many like it, um, they give me hope um, in times when I need it, uh, and this is and the, the story, the whole idea of Advent, right, is that we're preparing our hearts and minds for this thing, right? Um, it's what I love about the season that it gives us Sunday to Sunday to prepare more, my heart and my mind, for something that's going to happen. Um, this awe-inspiring event, this Christmas magic, uh, that really matters. And what I want for us is to start experiencing, and not that we already don't, or keep experiencing is a better way to say it, sorry. Keep experiencing the life of Jesus over and over because it is all that has, that has worked for me. It is all that has, and it, and it starts here on Christmas. Um, that's what I think about Mary Beth all the time when she's like, well, I don't know why we don't do more of Christmas. And I was like, whatever. But now I'm like, oh, I get it. Uh, there is something born here that we celebrate, man, my, my, my intention is that this life, this person that's born here, uh, his entire life reminds me that God remembers me. His entire life gives me awe. And his entire life fills me with hope. Uh, which is the point of this entire story. The point of why we're here. The point of, of Advent and preparing our hearts and minds. So this week, man, try to let this story... Uh, Give you all. I think that's why we like the Peanuts story, right? That's why we like the Charlie Brown one because there's this moment where it breaks and Linus does this thing. Um, it's why the movies that I watch year round at Christmas time I rewatch because of the way it makes me feel, uh, the way I experience it. Um, and man, those are just movies and just silly cartoons. Um, this is about man unto us today. A Savior is born. There's a there's something big happening here. So, uh, man, we're going to, I'm going to pray in a minute, and the band's going to start, and then the way that we do communion is that we form two lines, and we come and we take the juice and the bread. Uh, but today, as we come, maybe just ask the Lord, ask Jesus, man, prepare something in me. Um, let me be inspired by this event that we talk about every year. Let me be inspired by you year-round. Um, let me find awe in uh, what you are doing in my world, uh, because I need some hope, and it will give me hope. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go. Um, God, thank you, for, uh, thank you for Luke writing to most excellent Theophilus. Um, that guy needed to hear this story. Um, the people who preserved this story over the centuries needed to hear this story, this story of awe, the story of wonder. Um, It's inspired people for years. And Lord, my hope and prayer is that it keeps inspiring me and our church, uh, that we are people of awe, we are people of Christmas magic, because it's real. Uh, Be with us as we um, just go through this week with our heart and our mind prepared with hope. Uh, As we move into closer and closer celebrating uh, December 25th, um, a birthday to be remembered. Um, Thank you for this person, Jesus, this guy who lived, who did all the things and said all the things that today I can read those words and my heart and my day can be changed because there's (coughs) awe and there's inspiration in his life and it starts us in our year, in our world, in our culture, on December 25th, and it goes and goes and grows and grows. So be with us as we just, man, process that and believe in that and wander about that and play in that. Uh, We love you. Thank you for this Christmas season. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.